scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome to day four of week 20 of the daily Bible reading. Today my voice is very weak from coughing. I might have to use a very low voice kind of a whisper, so I hope I don't put anyone to sleep with the reading today. Today the reading is in Second Samuel chapters 9 and 10, 1 Chronicles 18 and 19, Psalm 89, and Acts chapter 26. But before we begin the reading, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we ask that you would be with us as we read today, that we would get good lessons and be better servants because of it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin our reading in Second Samuel chapter 9. Then David said, Is there still anyone who is left for the house of Saul, that I may show loyal love to him for the sake of Jonathan? Now Saul's household had a servant whose name was Ziba. So they summoned him to David, and the king asked him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, But is there still any one of Saul's household, that I may show the loyal love of God with him? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in the feet. The king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, He is here in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. So King David sent and brought him from the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. So Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, and he fell on his face and did obeisance. David said, Mephibosheth, and he said, I am ready to serve you. Then David said to him, Don't be afraid, for I will certainly show loyal love to you for the sake of Jonathan your father, and I will restore to you all the lands of Saul your father, and you shall always eat food at my table. Then he did obeisance and said, What is your servant that you have paid attention to the dead dog like me? David summoned Ziba the servant of Saul and said to him, All that was Saul's and all his household I have given to the son of your master. You shall till the land for him, you and your sons and your servants. You shall bring in the produce, and it shall be food for the son of your master that he may eat. But Mephibosheth the son of your master may always eat food at my table." Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty slaves. Ziba said to the king, According to all that my master the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. So Mephibosheth was eating at his table as one of the sons of the king. Now Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all the dwelling of the household of Ziba became servants for Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth was living in Jerusalem because he was continually eating at the table of the king, even though he was lame in both of his feet. Chapter 10. Afterwards the king of the Ammonites died, and his son Hanan ruled in his place. David said, I will show loyal love with Hanan, the son of Nahash, as his father showed loyal love with me. So David sent to console him concerning his father by the hand of his servants. And the servants of David came to the land of the Ammonites. But the commanders of the Ammonites said to Hanan their master, In your opinion, is David honoring your father because he has sent condolences to you? Is it not in order to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it, that David has sent his servants to you? Then Hanan took the servants of David, and he shaved off half of their beards, and cut their garments off in the middle up to their buttocks, then sent them away. When they told David, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Remain in Jericho until your beards have grown, and then you can return. 
When the Ammonites saw that they had become odious to David, the Ammonites sent word and hired Aram Beth Rehob and Aram Zobah, twenty thousand infantry, and they also hired the king of Makkah, a thousand men, and the men of Tob, twelve thousand men. When David heard, he sent Joab and all the army of mighty warriors. The Ammonites came out and drew up a battle formation at the entrance of the gate, but Aram Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Makkah were alone in the open field. When Joab saw that the battle was to be fought on two fronts, he chose from all the members of the elite troops of Israel and lined them up for battle to meet Aram. The rest of the army he placed into the hand of his brother Abishai, who arranged them in battle lines to meet the Ammonites. Then he said, If Aram is stronger than I am, you must become my deliverer. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come to rescue you. Be strong and let us strengthen ourselves for the sake of the people and for the sake of the cities of our God. May Yahweh do what is good in his eyes. Joab and all the people who were with him moved forward into the battle against Aram, and they fled from before him. When the Ammonites saw that Aram had fled, they fled from before Abishai and entered the city. Then Joab returned from fighting against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw that they were defeated before Israel, they gathered themselves together. Then Hadadezer sent and brought out the Arameans who were beyond the Euphrates, and they came to Helam. Now Shobak, the commander of the army of Hadadezer, was at their head. David was told, so he gathered all Israel and crossed over the Jordan and came to Helam. Aram arranged themselves in battle lines to meet David, and they fought with him. And Aram fled before Israel, and David killed from the Arameans seven hundred chariot teams and forty thousand horsemen. He struck down Shobak, the commander of his army, and he died there. When all the kings, the servants of Hadadezer, saw that he had been defeated before Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them, and Aram was afraid to help the Ammonites any longer. First Chronicles chapter 18 And it happened that after David struck the Philistines and subdued them, he captured Gath and its villages out of the hand of the Philistines. And he struck Moab, and the Moabites became servants to David, bearing tribute. And David struck Hadadezer, king of Zobahemath, and he set up his monument at the Euphrates River. And David captured from him one thousand chariots, seven thousand horsemen, and twenty thousand foot soldiers. And David hamstrung all the chariot horses, but he left one hundred of them to remain for chariots. And when the Arameans of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobahemath, David struck down twenty-two thousand men of Aram. Then David set up garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Arameans became servants to David, bearing tribute. And Yahweh delivered David wherever he went. And David took small round shields of gold that were upon the servants of Hadadezer, and brought them to Jerusalem. And from Tiphath and from Kun, cities of Hadadezer, David captured very much bronze. Solomon made the bronze sea with it, along with the columns and objects of bronze. And when Tal, the king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated the whole army of Hadadezer, the king of Zobah, he sent Hadaram, his son, to king David, to ask him for peace, and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him. For Tal had been at war with Hadadezer, and he brought with him all the objects of gold, silver, and bronze. King David dedicated these also to Yahweh, along with the silver and gold that he had taken from all the nations, from Edom, Moab, the sons of Ammon, the Philistines, and Amalek. And Abishai, son of Zeruiah, defeated eighteen thousand of Edom in the Valley of Salt. And he put garrisons in Edom, and all Edom became servants to David. And Yahweh delivered David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and he administered justice and righteousness to all his people. 
and Joab, son of Zeruiah, was over the army, and Jehoshaphat, son of Ahalad, was recorder. And Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Abimelech, son of Abiathar, were priests, and Shafshah was secretary. And Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites. And the sons of David were chief officials under the hand of the king. Chapter 19 And it happened that after this Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, died, and his son reigned in his place. And David said, I will deal kindly with Hanan the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. And the servants of David came to the land of the Ammonites to Hanan to comfort him. But the princes of the Ammonites said to Hanan, Do you think, because David sent comforters to you, that David honors your father? Is it not for the purpose of exploring, so as to overthrow and spy out the land that his servants have come to you? So Hanan took the servants of David, and shaved them, and cut off their garments at the middle, up to the buttocks, and sent them away. And they went and told David concerning the men, and he inquired of them, for the men were very disgraced. And the king said, Dwell in Jericho until your beards grow out, then return. And when the Ammonites saw that they made themselves odious to David, Hanan and the Ammonites sent one thousand talents of silver to hire for themselves horses and chariots from Aram Neharaim, Aramaka, and Zobah. And they hired for themselves thirty-two thousand chariots, and the king of Makkah and his people, and they came and encamped before Mediba. And the Ammonites were gathered from their cities and came to the battle. And when David heard, he sent Joab and the entire army of mighty warriors. And the Ammonites went out and took up positions for battle at the entrance of the city, and the kings who had come were alone in the field. When Joab saw that there was a battle line against him at the front and the back, he chose from among the chosen men in Israel, and arranged them to meet Aram. And the remainder of the people he put in the hand of Abishai his brother, and they were arranged to meet the Ammonites. And he said, If Aram is too strong for me, then you must be a help to me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will help you. Be strong. Let us strengthen ourselves on behalf of our people and on behalf of the cities of our God. And may Yahweh do what is good in his eyes. And Joab and the people who were with him drew near before Aram for battle, and they fled before him. And when the Ammonites saw that Aram had fled, they also fled before Abishai his brother, and they came to the city. Then Joab came to Jerusalem. And when Aram saw that they were defeated before Israel, they sent messengers and brought out Aram, who was from beyond the Euphrates, with Shophak the commander of the army of Hadadezer before them. And when it was told to David, he gathered all Israel and crossed the Jordan, and he came to them and was arrayed against them. Then David was arrayed to meet Aram in battle, and they fought with him. And Aram fled before Israel. And David killed from Aram the men of seven thousand chariots and forty thousand foot soldiers, and he put to death Shophak the commander of the army. And when the servants of Hadadezer saw that they were defeated before Israel, they made peace with David and became servants to him. So Aram was no longer willing to help the Ammonites. All right, now let's read Psalm 89, a mascal of Ethan the Ezraite. I will sing forever of Yahweh's acts of loyal love. From generation to generation I will make known your faithfulness with my mouth. For I say, forever your loyal love is built up, the heavens you have established with your faithfulness in them. I made a covenant with my chosen one, I swore an oath to David my servant. I will establish your descendants forever, and I will build up your throne from generation to generation. Selah. 
And so the heavens will praise your wonderful deed, O Yahweh, even your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the sky is equal to Yahweh? Who is like Yahweh among the sons of God? A God feared greatly in the council of the holy ones and awesome above all surrounding him. O Yahweh, God of hosts, who is mighty like you? O Yah, with your faithfulness surrounding you. You are ruling the surging of the sea. When its waves rise, you yourself still them. You yourself crushed Rahab like one who is slain. You scattered your enemies with your strong arm. The heavens are yours, the earth yours as well, the world with its fullness, because you founded them. North and south you created them. Tabor and Hermon shout joyfully over your name. You have a mighty arm. Your hand is strong. Your right hand reaches high. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loyal love and faithfulness come before your face. Blessed are the people who know the joyful shout. O Yahweh, they walk about in the light of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all the day, and in your righteousness they rise up. For you are the glory of their strength. And by your favor our horn rises up, because our shield belongs to Yahweh, and our king to the Holy One of Israel. Formerly you spoke in a vision to your faithful ones, and said, I have bestowed help on a mighty man. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him, with whom my hand will be steadfast. Surely my arm will strengthen him. The enemy will not deceive him, and no evil man will afflict him. But I will crush his adversaries before him, and I will strike those who hate him. And so my faithfulness and my loyal love will be with him, and in my name his horn will rise up. And I will set his hand on the sea, and his right hand on the rivers. He will call out to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will also make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Forever I will keep my loyal love for him, and my covenant will be reliable for him. I will also establish his offspring forever, and his throne as the days of the heavens. If his sons forsake my law, and do not walk in my judgments, if they defile my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgressions with a rod and their guilt with wounds. But I will not break off my loyal love from him, and I will not be false against my faithfulness. I will not defile my covenant or alter what proceeded from my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will surely not lie to David. His offspring will endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. Like the moon, it will be steadfast forever, and like an enduring witness in the sky. Selah. But you have spurned and rejected. You are very angry with your anointed one. You have repudiated the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dirt. You have broken down all his walls. You have made his fortifications a ruin. All passing along the road plunder him. He has become a taunt to his neighbors. You have raised the right hand of his adversaries. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back the edge of his sword, and have not helped him stand his ground in the battle. You have made his splendor to cease, and cast his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. Selah. How long, O Yahweh, will you hide yourself forever? Will your wrath burn like fire forever? Remember what my lifespan is. Remember for what vanity you have created all the children of humankind. What man can live on and not see death? Can he deliver his life from the power of Sheol? Selah. Where are your former acts of loyal love, O Lord, that you swore to David by your faithfulness? 
Remember, O Lord, the taunting of your servants, how I bear in my bosom the taunts of all the many peoples, by which your enemies taunt, O Yahweh, by which they taunt the steps of your anointed one. Blessed be Yahweh forever. Amen and amen. All right, now let's read Acts chapter 26. So Agrippa said to Paul, It is permitted for you to speak for yourself. Then Paul extended his hand and began to defend himself. Concerning all the things of which I am accused by the Jews, King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate that before you I am about to defend myself today, because you are especially acquainted with both all the customs and controversial questions with respect to the Jews. Therefore I beg you to listen to me with patience. Now all the Jews know about my manner of life from my youth that had taken place from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem, having known me for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that in accordance with the strictest party of our religion I lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial on the basis of hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain as they earnestly serve him night and day. Concerning this hope I am being accused by the Jews, O king, why is it thought to be incredible by you people that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself thought it was necessary to do many things opposed to the name of Jesus the Nazarene, which I also did in Jerusalem. And not only did I lock up many of the saints in prison, having received authority from the chief priests, but also when they were being executed, I cast my vote against them. And throughout all the synagogues I punished them often and tried to force them to blaspheme. And because I was enraged at them beyond measure, I was pursuing them even as far as the foreign cities. In this activity I was traveling to Damascus with the authority and full power of the chief priests. In the middle of the day, along the road, O king, I saw a light from heaven, more than the brightness of the sun, shining around me and those who were traveling with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Aramaic language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, because for this reason I have appeared to you, to appoint you a servant and witness both to the things in which you saw me and to the things in which I will appear to you, rescuing you from the people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but to those in Damascus first, and in Jerusalem, and all the region of Judea, and to the Gentiles, I proclaimed that they should repent and turn to God, doing deeds worthy of repentance. On account of these things, the Jews seized me in the temple courts and were attempting to kill me. Therefore, I have experienced help from God until this day, and I stand here testifying to both small and great, saying nothing except what both the prophets and Moses have said were going to happen, that the Christ was to suffer, and that as the first of the resurrection from the dead, he was going to proclaim light both to the people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, You are out of your mind, Paul. Your great learning is driving you insane. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but am speaking words of truth and rationality. For the king knows about these things, to whom also I am speaking freely, for I am not convinced that these things in any way have escaped his notice, because this was not done in a corner. Do you believe the prophets, King Agrippa? I know that you believe. 
But Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time are you persuading me to become a Christian? And Paul replied, I pray to God, whether in a short time or in a long time, not only you, but also all those who are listening to me today, may become such people as I also am, except for these bonds. Both the king and the governor got up, and Bernice and those who were sitting with them. And as they were going out, they were talking to one another, saying, This man is not doing anything deserving death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been released if he had not appealed to Caesar. All right, well, that's the reading for today. There's a lot of good lessons in there, especially about the loving kindness of God and the loving kindness we're supposed to have for others. You can see Paul's wish as these people don't really care too much about him, but he cares about them. We need to have that kind of heart. That's the heart God has. Let's imitate him. Until next time, let's keep meditating on the Word of God.